to the Cover Crop Strategies Podcast. I'm Sarah Hill, Associate Editor. What if you could do more in 2022? TerraSim by New Leaf Symbiotics utilizes the power of microbe technology to increase yield, improve nutrient uptake, and achieve stronger ROI, and is now available in convenient planter box application for corn and soybeans. To learn more and sign up for the 2022 risk-free satisfaction promise, visit newleafsim.com slash 2022. That's newleafsym.com backslash 2022. Today, I'd like to introduce Dennis Burns, an Ag Center agent and research coordinator with Louisiana State University. Dennis will be discussing the benefits and challenges of growing cotton on wider roads. Welcome to the podcast, Dennis. Um, thank you, Sarah. I'm, I'm glad to be here. To get us started, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, I am the research coordinator here at the Northeast Research Station in St. Joseph, Louisiana. It's in Northeast Louisiana. We're in Tinsall Parish. We're in the Delta area. We're right alongside the Mississippi River. The station sits a mile from the river. So um, I am the research coordinator here. I am also the county agent, the ag extension agent for Tinsall Parish and do whatever whatever people call and ask, horticulture or anything else. So so it covers a wide range of things. Great. To give our audience a little bit of background, I guess, um, how wide are cotton rows typically planted? Okay. Normally, we plant cotton in our area here in northeast Louisiana, or in Louisiana as a general rule. We plant cotton on 38-inch rows, and these are bedded rows. They're 38 inch solid is the standard. Years past, uh, we grew what's called two in one skip, where you plant two and you skip one. That was um, pretty common back years and years ago, the way we did it. But back then, we grew cotton mostly on the silt loam soils. Now we grow them on everything from silt loam to heavy clays, um, using conservation tillage and other things. We can, we can grow them on our heavier soils. But as a general rule, you're going to say a 38 inch row solid is what cotton's grown on. So why then is this idea of 60-inch cotton starting to generate interest? Okay, the 60-inch cotton is it's really being driven by 30-inch corn and soybeans. Um, in the past few years, cotton has kind of, the acreage has gone down. Um, we don't grow probably half as much as we used to. And so People were looking at corn and soybeans. Well, for us, if we go from a 38 to 30 inch on corn and soybeans, we get 10 to 15 bushel yield increase out of each one. But because cotton is on traditionally on 38s, you can't have you, you can't have two sets of equipment. You know, 30 inch set and a 38 inch set just doesn't work. And it hadn't been able to make it work out. And then so there was a farmer in Madison Parish, which I'm in Tinsall, right, just right north of us is Madison Parish. And the, there was a grower up there who grew some cotton in 2019. He grew a few acres on a wide bed, which is a 60-inch bed. He grew it on that, on the 60-inch plant, planted right in the center of it. And he did as well as his neighbors with regular 38s. So that kind of prompted some interest there from the extension agent up there, R.L. Frazier, 
he and I do a lot of work together and he's called and we're talking about it. And then I had a grower in Tinsel who has been looking and trying, he's been drawing maps of how to try and figure out how he can get it planted to, to make the switch to thirties on cotton and I mean, on corn and soybeans. And so it just kind of, he decided after talking to the grower in Madison, that he can make the switch too. So in 2020, both of them were our only two growers, but they were planting significant acres of it. And they turned out really well. And it's kind of, they've had two years of it and it's kind of pushing other people. I know there's already some land has been rode up in wide, in 60 inch wide beds for next year from some more different growers. So it's catching on like that, but the real driver is, and it was put like this to me the other day, cotton, 60 inch cotton is kind of like a companion crop to 30 inch corn and soybeans. That leads me to my next question. Have you done some trials planting cotton on 40 and 60 inch rows? Yes, here at the Northeast Research Station in 2020, Morel and I, we talked about it back and forth and we actually applied for cotton the cotton support, state support, and got a grant to do a little trial, do a trial. We've had two years of it and been successful with it, learned learned a, a lot of things with it, with what we did. We cooperated with an agronomist we had here at the time. He helped us some with some of it, and but we learned a whole lot. And we talked to our grower, the two growers, we talked to them about it and kind of got their ideas as to what we need to look at what they were concerned about, what they were seeing. And so we figured, as we told them, we can do it here on the station and we can try some different things. And if they're not good, it won't cost you anything. It won't cost you, you know, anything for your crop, out of your crop. Well, because we had, we had about an acre and a half each year. So it's, uh, we did learn some significant things in the management part of it. So during that trial, did you, use cover crops with the that cotton and and if so how did those cover crops affect uh the corn the cotton's yield okay the the first year in 2020 we had cover crops we had with and without cover crops uh we had a cereal rye um we planted it and i mean it grew off well we killed it and planted into it and we planted the other the conventional when i say conventional it wasn't conventionally tilled it was just planted we burned it down with a a burn down herbicide application. Well, we burned them both down at the same time and then we just planted it. There was a one less than one plant per foot difference in the actual stand. Yield-wise, there was a difference. Part of our yield difference was, we think, was because of this was the first year in this particular field had had any cover crops at all. And we think there was a yield drag on some of it um, because of it, um, because of the cover crops. I think that going forward, the trial we have coming up for 2022, we are right now, we're not going, we don't have any cover crops planted. We may plant some next week on part of it and just add it back in as a treatment with resistant weeds, getting that mulch down. It may save us a herbicide application. It'll also help with moisture, uh, both in storage where we can store moisture if it's a dry year. Or it may help having the cover crop, you know, moisture in, you know, rainfall infiltration and filtering, cutting out on erosion. We think it's it's a good deal. It just doesn't, we didn't have a field that's had multiple cover years of cover crops to put the 16-inch trial in. We did it last year in 2020, and we think that it caused us some yield drag, so we had to swap around for 2021. Okay. 
I was reading a little bit about um, the trial and, and the outcomes, and I saw that there were differences between um, how the cotton ended up growing height-wise, mm-hmm. and then also what you would call growth habits, how the, the cotton behaved. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. In 2020, we planted a very popular variety. It's a very strong-yielding variety. It's a very good variety. It's easy to manage. We planted it, but it is a early to medium season variety, early season. It's really, I guess, an early season. And it it liked 40-inch rows better than the 60-inch rows. It yielded much better. It was probably three inches taller than the 60s. Uh, and that's one of the things we learned. You have to have a a true full season variety to make this work because the like the cotton we planted in 2020, generally you're looking at first and second position bowls going up to plant. And that's what you're looking, those are your, the bowls where you're making your, the bulk of your length comes on those as they come up to plant. You're not really worried about the ones that are the third and fourth position out. Well, with the 60 inch, you want it growing as wide as it is tall. And so you have to manage for that growth. Because those bowls that go on the outside, that's the ones that's making up that extra yield. And you have to plan for those and manage for those also. And which goes back into some of what we learned with fertility, with nitrogen management, and PGR, plant growth regulator management. And the first year we were, we did kind of traditional, what we usually do with growing regular solid 38 or 40 inch solid cotton, we use that. And it didn't work as well on the 60-inch on stuff. I mean, it worked, but it wasn't – we didn't have the same results that we thought we would. And so we changed that up for 2021, had a much better success with it with our height, and it grew out laterally. It grew out well. It fruited up well. Um, we can't do a lot about the weather. We lost some to weather. Uh, had some yield differences because of weather. Uh, or let's see a loss because of weather, but there's not a lot I can do about that. But those things went into what we've learned over the last two years. And uh, and it's kind of how we figured out management strategies for managing it. So, so you mentioned um, you chose a full season variety of cotton. Why is choosing the right variety of cotton uh, when you're growing in, in these 60 inch rows why is that so important? An early season variety makes really quick, fruits up really fast. But here again, it's on the first, it's right up next to the stalk, first and second position bowls. You're, you're fruiting up really fast and you're pretty close to done. With, the, with this, you've got to try and, you've got to get that, the 16-inch cotton has to grow laterally to fill in that. You've got this skip that you've got to fill in on each side. And so, um, and you're going to make a lot of bowls out on the outside limbs as it goes out. And that's what that's why you want that full season so it grows in all directions. You're not trying to go straight up and be done. You want it to keep and you want to take advantage of the fact that cotton is by nature a perennial. And so you want to take advantage of that so it grows in all directions and it fruits in all directions. You want to keep it fruity. And that goes back to nitrogen management. Cotton is is kind of like uh, it's kind of like tomatoes. If you put too much nitrogen on tomatoes, and I say this because people, everybody has tomatoes in their garden, 
you put a little not too much nitrogen on your tomatoes and they just grow they shed all the blooms and just grow well cotton will do the same thing so you kind of have to manage your nitrogen you need a, you need enough but if you get too much it'll shed and just go to growing well with the 60 inch you've got to kind of balance that and you use the plant growth regulators the pgrs you use that to to control growth, the height on it, and it really doesn't seem to affect the lateral growth as much, but it kind of makes it balance out. You have a nice round uh, plant looking down through there that's and has a lot of fruit on it. And uh, all these things go into what, what we figured out after the first year, and then we looked at what we did this year and said, well, okay, well, we need, this is what we got to change for next year to further put out some kind of recommended practices for growing it, you know, how, how we'll handle it. And you do need to get it planted on time. If it's going to be late, it's not going to, just not going to do as well. If you, for us, you know, it's not going to do as well planting because you need that. You need all the season you can get to make the most. We'll be right back to the podcast, but first I want to thank our sponsor. What if you could do more in 2022? TerraSym by New Leaf Symbiotics utilizes the power of microbe technology to increase yield, improve nutrient uptake, and achieve stronger ROI, and is now available in convenient planter box application for corn and soybeans. To learn more and sign up for the 2022 risk-free satisfaction promise, visit newleafsim.com slash 2022. That's newleafsym.com dot com backslash two zero two two and now back to the podcast so you mentioned that managing nitrogen is one thing that you learned is is critical when you're managing cotton in wider rows is there any other differences in management that you think should be pointed out well the and we did this when we did it we used the same seeding rate the standard seeding rate around here for 40 inch cotton is about 40,000 seed per acre and three, three seeds to the foot roughly. And when we did that on a 60 inch, we still planted the same three seed, but we got 20, it's about 25,000, a little over 25,000 seed per acre, which is a significant savings in seed cost. Uh, Cause all these are um, GMOs, Roundup Ready, you got BT in them, uh, Bogard, you know, Bogard three, a lot of them. So they're they're the top top of the line seed. And we think based on what we did and what we saw in 2020, we can actually lower that seeding rate a little bit more, maybe go down two and a half, plant two and a half seeds to the foot. Some of our results from the first years tend to tell us that we can uh, we can get by with a little bit later, especially if conditions are good. We'll plant first part of May when it's good, it's warm. Cotton's going to come up fast. We got plenty of moisture. Uh, we think we can we can actually lower that back some. And then going forward, we think on the nitrogen, we'll split our applications at least twice to spoon feed it somewhat to keep it growing. Uh, we'll use uh, nitrogen reference strips to help manage our nitrogen to make sure we don't run out. Um, we'll also our PGR applications instead of putting. We seem to this year we had putting out ten ounces per acre. Of, a PG, of the PGR seem to be our best bet. We put out multiple applications of it and uh, we probably should have hit it maybe once or twice more at the end of the season. It got a little bit growthy at the end. We think that 
that's better than putting out larger doses and not, and we started earlier too, less frequently and uh, putting out, instead of putting out a larger dose at a time. So that's some of the things that, but other than that, as far as bugs, bugs are the same. You can band and one of our growers is banding. They're able to band their early season insecticide applications right over the top of the row. Um, that's worked out real well for them. It is another cost savings. You're saving on fertilize instead of every 40 inches, you're putting it every 60 inches. So you're saving some there. So that, that makes a difference. Herbicides is all kind of about the same, not a lot of difference. You kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier, but wide row cotton works best in, in what types of soil? Uh, it's going to grow better in the silt loam because it just, cotton likes silt loam soils better. I mean, it'll grow well and it'll grow well in the clay. We had it on clay last year. In 2020, we did not have a clay uh, location. We had here at the Northeast Station, we go from a silt loam to a, a heavy clay. We didn't have it on the clay in 2020. We did in 2021, but excessive rain right after we planted it caused a stand loss. We just had to abandon it. But we'll repeat it again. We're going to do it again next year uh, and try and get it. I don't know if we'll get enough growth out of the clay soils. Uh, it's going to take a little more fertilize. PGRs will probably be about the same, but I don't know that we're going to get enough growth, lateral growth to make that extra, to make up the difference. Uh, I think that's, I'm not sure. I, and, and let me say this, 60 inches is not for everybody. It does take a little more management. It takes a little more thought and a little more management. It takes a little bit, as far as equipment goes, you switch everything to 30s. and because you're planting on a 60 inch wide bed, which is really, we laugh about it. A 60 inch wide bed is, is pretty much flat ground with a, with a water fur on each side of it. Cause it's pretty well flat across the top. Uh, you either run a roller or something to make, kind of make, it's not a traditional rounded row. Um, it's kind of flat across the top. So, and you'll plant corn and beans on the sides and then you'll plant cotton right down the middle. And so that's kind of how the system works. But um, so you got to have another, kind of got to have another planter to plant it. You know, so that's an additional expense because it just, here again, it goes back to it just doesn't match up with uh, the corn and the beans on regular 30s. And that was always a holdback from times past. So when they were trying to figure out how to do it. So it's, you are going to have to have a little change in equipment, an extra planter. But still, it it's it seems to be for the guys that are doing it, they don't seem to have a problem. They like it. They don't seem to have a problem with it. More people are are looking at it strongly uh, and considering taking it, changing to it, um, if not all of it, at least a significant part of their acres. Let's talk a little bit about um, what were some of the economic outcomes that you can foresee uh, if more growers start growing wide row cotton? First of all, you'll save money in seed cost because you're planting less seed per acre. Uh, that's right off the bat. You're just going to plant less seed, have less you know, cost in seed. Fertilize is going to be less because you're only fertilizing every 60 inches instead of every 40 inches. You can band early season insecticide applications and that'll save you some money there. Um, and you can band your PGRs, you know, same thing if you start early with your PGRs, you can band those. 
same thing. It's the same, same process. Overall, the yields, if you can get yields close to or the same, at least the same, not if not much better, but as long as you're you're right there with what would be considered the yields on 40 inch solid cotton. The real benefits gonna come from your increased yields in the corn and the soybeans. And that's kind of what I was told the other day. They they termed it kind of like a companion crop. Uh, it kind of fills in, but it it allows you to grow cotton and it match into this system. So that's where your real benefits come from is the is the benefits, the increased yields on the corn and the soybeans. What would you say is the benefit for growers to add cotton, uh, perhaps in a crop rotation or doing that two-in-one type setup when it comes to making sure that they have diversified crops? Cotton for us is, well, we've been growing it forever. Since, you know, back in the 1800s, it was, it's just tradition here to, to grow it. And it, and cotton likes growing here. And we can, we can produce good cotton, make good yields. Uh, soils around here are very productive. And it adds another, diversification is, is what we need. I mean, if you get stuck in a rut to where you're growing uh, too much of one thing, you're at the mercy of the market, you end up with not being able to rotate like you should. And you're, and then and by then you have disease problems, you have fertility problems, weed problems. All these things go back. So you need to be diversified where you can rotate. For us here, we showed it showed it several years ago when we were dealing with nematodes. We have a lot of nematode root knot nematodes in our silt loam soils, and they can be pretty devastating to to cotton for sure. If you do it and corn, we've shown some. Work, they can really hurt corn yields uh, if you have back-to-back. If you rotate from one year to the next, you're religious about it, the, the nematodes will affect you, but not severely, not enough to offset the cost of treatment. And so that's where some of this rotation comes in. Well, we have uh, resistant weeds. We have resistant palmer. We have ryegrass, Italian ryegrass is resistant. Things are showing up all the time, problems. So by rotating, we can rotate herbicides. I mean, it's it, diversification to me is just critical. If in the rule of thumb, and I guess it's an old saying around here, that you have three crops in a given year, corn, soybeans, and cotton. One is going to be a bumper crop. This year for us, corn, we haven't made this much corn, and I don't know when. I mean, it was a bumper crop. Our soybean crop overall is going to be average, maybe a little bit better. Uh, depending on when it was planted. And our cotton crop is probably going to be a little below average because of weather issues this summer. We had a a winner, an average, and a little bit of a loser. So it all averages out. We're not, you know, if we'd had all corn, would have been great. If we'd had all cotton, we'd be a little bit concerned. So other than uh, obviously in Louisiana, are you aware of any other areas in the South where uh, growers are trying 60-inch cotton? I've heard of some people in other states growing 60, nothing for sure, just heard it. People have told me. I do know their uh, grower in, in uh, Arkansas is doing 76 inch and they've done some, uh, I think Mississippi State was doing some research using, looking at 76 inch cotton. Uh, and I think maybe they had a grower or two that tried it. As far as I know, at one time we, we were doing the only 60 inch 
here on the research station. All right. So uh, you kind of touched on this earlier, but I, I'd like to explore this a little further. Talk a little bit about why planting cotton in 60 inch rows helps with conserving moisture. Years ago, we grew two in one cotton, two rows in, two rows, skip one row. It's called skip row cotton. And it was done because we didn't have irrigation. Um, and people grew it like that because you, you needed to, you didn't have irrigation. So you needed to have extra, you have, have a little moisture bank. And that blank row was where you stored some moisture for the cotton for the summer, in the middle of the summer when it got hot and dry. And it would seem to, you know, you stored some there and would seem to help. And on the 60 inch, it's the same way. Um, the last, we have irrigation now, but the last three years, we haven't really needed to irrigate. We haven't uh, rolled out poly pipe or even, even thought about it. And having that blank row gives us a little extra place to store some moisture. And then if we add a cover crop to it, to where when it does rain, we can get the infiltration to recharge that, mo that moisture storage. That's just a win-win. You're, you know, it's cheap. It, we've, all, we've already got some numbers where we've worked with irrigation over the years, the cost of it, what it costs you every time you water, and it's expensive, and you don't want to water unnecessarily. And for us here along the, in the Delta, along the river, most years, irrigation is supplemental anyway. You, we did a project for five years. They averaged out. We only watered. We only needed to actually water three times during that year. That was an average over the, three, over the five years, and it's just – so by using this, if we can get by without having to, to irrigate or even roll a poly pipe out, it's just, it's just a win for us. That's money that we saved and, and we can use it, you know, and then we can always, if it does turn off extremely dry, we can always roll it out in water. So um, have you seen any challenges with spraying 60 inch cotton? Mm, no, we're, uh, it's most of our guys around here are, have high clearance sprayers and um, the ones that do 60 inch cotton now and 30 inch they set up most of theirs are set up on 120 inch rows they'll straddle 120 inches so they straddle 260s or 430s so it's hasn't really even been an issue uh, and we're moving you know we use a lot of ground rigs we still use an airplane we need it, but uh, that's it. That part of it hasn't really been anything. In some of my research, I've seen uh, talk about seventy-eight inch cotton. Can you talk a little mm. bit about that? It's for us. I think it's too wide. The sixty-inch works for us. That's just about. That's about as far as I'd want to go. Seventy-eight inch or seventy-six inch, either one, just a little too wide. You're trying to. I don't know that we have that much growing season, and we have a long growing season. I mean, we'll plant first of May, and this sixty-inch, we're not really looking to pick it until, or even defoliate it until late sem late September, first of October. So we're going to try and carry it for as long as we can to pile it on. And I just don't think on the seventy-six or seventy-eight, it's going to be. That's going to be too far out. Uh, we're going to have to carry it too long, and that's going to defeat some of our our gains because you're having to carry it so long. I just don't. I, I think it's too too wide. 
All right. Where can our listeners go for more information about 60-inch cotton? Well, you can uh, contact me. Um, go to the lsuagcenter.com, look up the Northeast Research Station, um, get my phone number, my email address. You can call me. Um, be glad to talk about it uh, if you want to next summer. We, we have a 60-inch field day every summer where we little tour usually in an afternoon where you uh, late in the afternoon we uh, people come and we talk about 60 inch cotton and 30 inch corn and soybeans and we do them all together in one day and uh, they'd be glad to show them uh, we'll generally we're going to videotape a lot of times and we'll put it on our youtube channel uh, i know we've got one 60 inch uh, i think it's one on there for uh, from 2020 so uh, keep looking for us and we'll have uh We'll have some talks about it, you know, over the next few years, at least maybe not this year, but next year for sure, we'll be doing some talks about it. Maybe at some meetings. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Dennis. Appreciate your time today. All right. Thank you for having me. Once again, I want to thank our sponsor. What if you could do more in 2022? TerraSim by New Leaf Symbiotics utilizes the power of microbe technology to increase yield, improve nutrient uptake, and achieve stronger ROI, and is now available in convenient planter box application for corn and soybeans. To learn more and sign up for the 2022 risk-free satisfaction promise, visit newleafsim.com slash 2022. That's newleafsym.com backslash 2022. For more information about all things cover crops, visit us online at covercropstrategies.com.